Hey, what's up, everybody? This is the Whiskey Sessions. Thank you so much for joining us. This is A Metz. And I'm B Tim. That's right. And you might notice that the audio quality is a little bit funny for this episode. We're working on it. But the reason that uh, the audio quality is a little bit lower right now is because we are now doing a cross country podcast. Uh, and if you're wondering, I, my wife and myself, we have moved to the Bay Area of California. Right now I'm recording this from El Cerrito, California, but we'll soon be recording it from Oakland, California. And uh, B-Pimp is always is coming from the beautiful town of Clarendon Hills. Sea Hills, what up? That's right. So we just wanted to give you a heads up that this is now a nationwide podcast. Yeah, it's exciting. You're you're moving west. We're expanding our reach. We're getting um, we're gonna have new recruits to the whiskey with the Wiscos, I believe we're gonna call it. Yes. Uh, well, and I think it's particularly important. Like this is why we made the move to get that national audience and make sure that we are expanding the reach of the whiskey sessions. It can't if you if you stagnate, then you you become irrelevant. So we have to. If it needs to happen, I'll move as far east as Dayton, Ohio, for the purposes of keeping it fresh. Just Dayton? Well, I think we're yeah. we're going to try to either move you to Portland, Maine, or uh, Pensacola, Florida. Your call. <laughs> okay. I'll start thinking about that. All right. Yeah, don't decide. I know you've got other things on your plate, but really what comes first is the health and growth potential of this podcast. I agree. Of course, we also shouldn't forget the primary purpose of this podcast is, in fact, to go through whiskeys, sort of, or at least that's in the name of it. So why don't you tell them what whiskey you have today, B. Pimp? So today we have Journeyman Distillery's own Thunderbone Bourbon Whiskey. Oh. Uh, and I did a little sleuthing, a little amateur detective work, and I turned the bottle to the side and discovered that they make this in the historic Featherbone factory, so I'm assuming that's why they called it that. Interesting. Uh, yeah, and it's 90 proof, which is a you know standard for bourbon. Sounds about right. I think that's the sweet spot. Yeah, it, it seems to be. And they had it's a little fancy, um, smaller bottle that my dad got me from when he went to this distillery. So shout out to Bobby. Um, and it's hand numbered and everything, so it's a little you know cool little bottle. Yeah, well, and it's also nice to get the little bottles because I don't know if you found this with our, our recording, but sometimes I just end up with like two thirds of a bottle of too many different types of whiskeys. Yeah, I've been working on uh, whittling down my backlog. Yes. <laughs> so I'm going to give this a shot. Alrighty. Mmm. Now, in your opinion, and this is our first cross country uh, tasting of this. Is the whiskey smooth, or does it get the boot? Well, I hate to shock anyone, but it is smooth. Nice. Yet another for the smooth category. Now, I'm not sure if this is four or five in a row that have fallen under smooth. I think it's five. Five? Okay. I think we're going to have to like purposely try one that we know is going to be terrible soon. Yeah, we got to work on that. We need, to, we need more variety. We need to... It would have to be like a cliffhanger, not yes. just. <laughs> or, things. I mean, I hate to say it, but with our scaled 
between smooth and getting the boot, do we need to be more picky? Like, I, I'd hate to say that a whiskey that I enjoy would ever get the boot, but maybe in the relative nature of a lot of whiskeys being pretty good, maybe we'll have to be harsher. I think that's true. I was just thinking about that with this one because it's definitely a, my reaction to it is pleasant. It's got a, um, it, it, it has a character to it. It's not smoky, but it's actually almost, it, it feels a little hot, like when you drink it, even though it's on ice. Oh, interesting. You know, like the flavor is really, it's really pungent, um, and it hits you. And, and I really like it, but I think you're right because if you, if, if we make it more exclusive, and think of maybe our two or three that we consider smooth that we like the best and then compare everything new to that rather than just, is it passable or is it Evan Williams? <laughs> That's another good scale to have. <laughs> maybe we have two mm-hmm. different scales, smooth or gets the boot, and then another relative scale of, is it passable or is it Evan Williams? I'm sure they would really love that. <laughs> yeah. It's like free, terrible advertising. And then they have all those curiosity people that, you know, they need to see train wrecks happen. They'll go buy it, and their sales will skyrocket. No, exactly. Unless we take the scale, like, super literally. Like, it is either a passable whiskey, or it is literally Evan Williams. And we've tried tricking ourselves. (laughs) We could do, like, Evan Williams week or something like sweet sweet <laughs> yeah every year we have to drink it again yeah it's like shark week on animal planet evan williams right. week of disgustingness well, year, one of us like throws a tantrum because we're so sick of drinking evan williams <laughs> yeah all right so the top five we're talking about today we are doing and shout out to your sister caitlin for this idea we are doing our top five music videos and i personally found this list like pretty damn difficult to put together. I don't know. What about you? Yeah, it is tricky. Thanks, Caitlin, for this idea. But um, it's hard because, you know, I had a couple come to mind that were like, for sure I knew would be on the list. But then when I started thinking about all the different ones I've liked, it's like really hard to only have five, which which kind of happens a lot, I guess. But with this one specifically, because there's just been so many. And the point of them is to make you remember the song, so they're always going to be floating around in your head if they're successful. For sure. The only the nice thing about this category, though, was that you only have to go back so far, really, to like the eighties. Right. I don't know about your list, but like that's kind of when they started ish. So it's not like I'm thinking like, oh, am I forgetting all the great Beatles music videos? Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Unless maybe, like, you know, you know the first motion pictures where it was, like, a train coming at the screen? Yeah. Made, maybe <laughs> they had snuck in some sound there, we, and we missed it. Yeah. We're going to get angry emails. Uh, we probably, well, I mean, we're definitely going to get angry emails, because that's just how people are. Well, yeah. Uh, all right. So why don't we get into it? These are our top five music videos. More than four, less than six. It's the top five. All right, B-Pimp, why don't you give them your number five? So my number five is the very memorable and interesting music video that R. Kelly made for his song, Down Low, parentheses, Nobody Has to Know, um, which came out in 1995. Huh. I don't even think I've seen that music video. Oh, it's a treat. Um, the Isley Brothers 
featured on the track. So he had Ronald Isley play a pimp named Mr. Big in the video, um, which was my most memorable part of it. But the whole video is like a soap opera. It's like a precursor to uh, Trapped in the Closet. Right. Um, But it came out in 95. So I was a little bit younger, and I still remember seeing this. And and as the Wikipedia article about this song starts out, the song is an R&B song about infidelity. That's the first (laughs) sentence. Um, and it was, you know, R. Kelly getting caught screwing around with some girl. Um, but it was, it's a, it's a great, like, over the top, ridiculous production that, you know, took what otherwise would have been a good song, but I mean, personally, I don't think it's a great song. It made it something that I still remember. Um, so I, I think it's very successful at what it was trying to do. Yeah, exactly. Well, and, like, a lot of good music videos, I think if you're going to do a music video, like, go as over the top as you want, unless it's, like, so unfitting with the song. But, I mean, what's, like, that's, like, what's the point of doing a music video if you're not going to, like, go for it? I, yeah, I agree. Yeah. I think four out of my five top five are kind of in that vein. But, um, all right, my number five is Taylor Swift with Kendrick Lamar, Bad Blood. Highly stylized. It's kind of funny because it's almost more of a Kendrick Lamar song in terms of how much of the actual audio track he takes up. It starts with him. He's got two verses in the song. But yeah, the video itself, really highly stylized. It's got basically maybe two dozen or three dozen like female either models or singers or actresses like making cameos and it it's it looks amazing i think it production wise it's like the best looking video i've ever seen wow yeah i don't know i don't really know if i thought i had seen it but i'm i think i'm thinking of the other song she did where now i can't remember the name of that either but i don't think i've seen this one like shake it off me no not that one it was the one where she was in the house and the guy it was about like her uh breakup or something like all or some of that. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't narrow it down enough for me. No, I don't know. Yeah, I thought I thought it might be controversial for me to put a Taylor Swift song on the list, but well, no, I love T Swift. Yeah, no, check that out. The video is really good. All right. Well, from one blonde pop sensation to another, I have my number four as Rapture by Blondie. Oh, another one I have not this, seen. This is a very early music video it was actually uh, debuted on Solid Gold on January 31st, 1981. Whoa. Uh, Predates anything on my first, list. Yeah, it was the first rap video ever broadcast on MTV. Huh. And it, it, I don't know if you, if you, you may have seen this. Um, it was the video where, where Debbie Harry's walking through New York or like a downtown downstage made to look like downtown New York. And then that dude comes out and does that crazy dance. Uh, the man from Mars, in quotes, is what he was called. <laughs> um, and he was in like a white suit and a top hat, and he he was he did this awesome dance, and he had this really interesting look. And the song is great. Rapture's a great song, but it was just a cool like it's a it's a video that I still will go back and watch periodically because I really like it. the song and the choices they made, considering this was like a pioneering um, medium at the time, like it was brand new when they made it. So it was. It still stands out to me as like an interesting artifact, I guess. 
Nice. I really liked, especially seeing like some of the music videos of the 1980s and kind of what they were going for, but like a lot of them are like really gonzo as well. Yeah. Um, what's, your number, what's your number four? My number four is OK Go, Here We Go Again. And I think what I appreciate the most about this music video is the that it's a one take. Like that they... Yeah, is this the one with the um, uh, treadmill? Yes. Okay. And it's, you know, it's there's nothing like super elaborate about it, but it is, it's nice to see that like this band like really went through the trouble of making a great music video. I don't know how long they had to practice like being that in sync, really not making any kind of mistakes and never mind just the practice part, but then actually going to record it. Um, I always, I kind of like it when I, cause when a band puts like a huge amount of effort into a music video, because you know, with some music videos you'll have like the director had a vision or, you know, uh, there was like a lot in maybe post editing that they had to do to make it look cool, whether it was animated or just had like a lot of special effects. But this is like very clearly like the band itself had a vision and just executed it and not to say that there wasn't a director or like a cinematographer, but it's pretty clearly just like their song, their dance that they did really well and in one take. And I think that's what makes it really cool. Yeah. Um, Good song too. Is Video Killed the Radio Star by The Buggles. Do you remember this one? I know the song well because I remember the presidents actually covered it for the Wedding Singer soundtrack. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. But they, so they made a video. This is another early video. I didn't realize it, but my list has a lot of these. Um, but th- that song came out in the late 70s, but they made a music video, which, if you recall, it has, like, the band members in those silver suits in that sound studio. <laughs> um, and they're just, it's just a whole production. But I find it interesting, and it was made on, like, a relatively low budget in London, and... It was originally released in uh, the UK, Mm -hmm. but that it came over to MTV and was in their first rotation of videos too, along with Rapture. Um, And I don't know, I think it was, when I was younger, I had a more of a fascination with music videos when they were still on MTV regularly. um, And I would stay up late and watch like some of their overnight shows. Like they had like, a special one just for electronic music where they would play all these videos that you would normally not see and it just seemed like a cool thing. You mean uh, back when MTV actually had music? Yeah. God, don't even get me started. Reality television. Uh, like Teen Mom, what's it called? Is that the show? It's the Teen Mom Kardashian uh, shoot, I can't think of any others. <laughs> I would have kept going with this. Yeah, what's the one that's like the the family of duck people? Oh, the Duck Dynasty, uh, Hillsians, Storage Wars. Yeah, man, that would scare the crap out of me <laughs> to drive a semi truck through Alaska frozen roads. Uh, I don't know why they do that, but anyway, um, I like the Buggles video. And what is your number three? My number three is, this one actually is going back a little bit to the 80s, 
It's Peter Gabriel Sledgehammer. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, it's just... Well, first of all, I kind of like animated videos. Like, it's the only animated video that actually made my list, but I have, like, a, a few in my honorable mentions. But it goes for everything. I mean, like, every single type of stop-motion animation, it essentially tries. Uh, whether it's kind of with, like, paper stuff, or there's, like, a lot of claymation in there. And it's just bizarre. Like, they have a scene of, like, two raw chickens dancing around a, a like a stand-up stage essentially like sledgehammer is definitely not my favorite peter gabriel song but it's a nuts video and i do really appreciate that they just like they really went for it with that one yeah that was that was a favorite of mine when i was a young a young boy watching music videos it still looks good i mean it doesn't i would say not all the animation like stands up perfectly but um like, the ideas of it still seem, like, really just, like, kind of, like, fittingly odd. Yeah, and I think, didn't you make a crazy video for Shock the Monkey, too? That one, after, before that? I think, I haven't seen that one in a while. I'd have to revisit that. He was a, Peter Gabriel's an interesting fellow. Yes. Like, a, so, he definitely went through it, uh, went for it on his videos. Oh, yeah. And speaking of animation, uh, my number two is Take On Me by Aha. Uh-huh. Ooh, good one. That's another, like I said, early video, but that one is still just amazing. I mean, this was 1984, so it was a little bit after the mm-hmm. first wave of music videos. Practically yesterday. Uh, but it's so, it, that one is so good. And I mean, that song is great. Synth pop, long live synth pop, um, Aha from Norway, the band. Oh, they're from Norway? Yeah, they're from Norway. Huh. I don't think I realized another, that. Another feather in Norway's cap, in my opinion. Yeah. But they, they made that video where, like, the dudes chase, or the girls getting chased through the anime, through, like, a comic book, essentially. Um, and it's really cool. If you, I mean, I, I feel like everybody's probably seen it, but if you haven't for some reason, you should look it up. And then you should also look for all the weird parodies of that song on YouTube, because there's a lot of funny ones. <laughs> yeah, there's a... It did seem like maybe it was that spot in, like, the mid-'80s, because the... Peter Gabriel Sledgehammer, I think, is from 86. That oh, yeah. There were, like, a lot of cool animated videos and, like, different types of animation, too. Yeah, after, like, five years, people were like, well, we've done everything we could do in a live setting, so we have to start drawing it now. Yeah. All right, my number two is probably a lot of people's number one, but it's Michael Jackson Thriller. So I think I, what I love about Thriller is that it starts off with, like the 1950s scene of Michael Jackson and his girlfriend. And that's like a three-minute scene, four-minute scene of where he turns into a werewolf. Then it flashes to him in a movie theater, and that's another scene before the song even starts. The song definitely gets interrupted in the video itself. And I think, I'd have to go back and check, but the, the Thriller video, I believe, is just shy of 14 minutes, which is yeah, crazy. It's a long one. And the song itself is actually kind of long, but it's like five minutes. That but, video is so amazing. They had the, 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 the most memorable thing to me was the house. Yeah. It, and it just like, like the, the video, the production quality is really good. Not like Michael Jackson's a great actor or anything, but he, the dance is for a thriller is like kind of, I would say almost like perfectly accessible. Like there's yeah, nothing. Can do it. Yeah. Anybody can do it. It still like looks pretty good, or is at least you know kind of uh, 
like fitting with the song. And I also think it's super weird that he had like a smash single that was like Halloween themed. Yeah. <laughs> like the, in <laughs> retrospect, that seems really weird. Is that his, that might, that's his biggest song, right? I think it's gotta be. Is Billy Jean, I mean, Billy Jean's the other one that comes to mind, but. Yeah, like Billy Jean, Beat It, Bad. Yeah, I'm trying to think what else. Uh, Smooth Criminal, maybe. I think Thriller's his oh, biggest yeah. song. What's the one where? What's the one with the mu- weird music video? Leave me alone. Do you, you remember Leave Me Alone? Oh, uh, I don't. Where he's going? He's in that little spaceship thing, and he's got like the monkeys with him, and Elizabeth Taylor's in the video, and like those. Uh, he's like flying through space almost. It's really weird. Oh, so that's like what? Maybe early nineties, at least. I think it was late eighties. Late eighties. Okay. Is it? Huh. I got to go back and watch that then. You should definitely do that because I'm upset now that I forgot about that video. I would have had it on my list. <laughs> huh. All right. I'm even before having seen it, I'm putting it in my honorable mentions. Yep. That's what I'm doing. And I'm at least catching up on Michael Jackson videos after we finish recording. Well, that was my number one. So you totally <laughs> stole my thunder. That's a lot. No problem. Uh, but, yeah, all the same reasons you said. I will add, like, Vincent Price was amazing, and his addition to that song is his laugh at the end, like the closing monologue. Yes. Uh, but, uh, uh, like, I can't do it. I sound like Count Chocula, but... Uh, <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> you know, he, he just, like, kills, you know, he does that deep, like, the, the thriller. He does that, that whole thing, and it's just amazing. He, he was the king of voice acting. Yeah, it's perfect. I love that there's just like a monologue at the end of the song anyway. Yeah, it's so weird. It makes sense in the video, but it, it, and I, I will point out too the other thing in that video. I'm big on like memorable shots in videos, and I always think of like them eating the popcorn in the movie theater when, when her face turns all, when she's like freaked out. Yeah. <laughs> that whole part of it. It's, it's a great video. I watched it endlessly as a kid. Yeah, it's really good. So we got to go to your number one then. All right. So my number one then... <laughs> is uh, not even, well, I'll just say it. My number one is Johnny Cash, Hurt. And it's not because the production quality is particularly good or they even tried anything extremely unique for the video, but I was trying to figure out for this list, like, what is, like, my number one? And I was just combing through all my thoughts, but then I thought, like, Johnny Cash, Hurt is so, like, emotionally resonant as a song I think to me, I mean, not everybody agrees, but to me, it's like one of the few songs where as a cover, it's like far better than the original in terms of like how well it resonates. It almost like he now owns the song, even though it's Trent Reznor's. I'm going to vehemently disagree with you. Okay. <laughs> I, I figured you might. But here's what I'll say about the Johnny Cash version. We never have, we never have, I, I, we never have any conflict. So I'm, I'm making this a conflict because I love the original, but go ahead. I want to hear your opinion. Okay. I think my thought is just, at least with, to me, like every lyric that I'm picking up, it feels like an end of life, like retrospective. And his old man voice is just kind of like, it's a little uneasy it quivers a little bit it's like not totally perfect i mean i'm not sure how old he was at that point exactly but you know it's only a couple years before his death and it's just the video kind of shows him in that state with the piano but it also like goes back on to showing him as a younger man and just like 
those images mixed with lyrics like My Empire of Dirt, it's really sad. It is. And to think, like, in reality, like, that was that was about it. Yeah, I mean, okay, so I will say I agree with your point, and I agree with why it stuck out as a number one video to you, but the only reason I get upset is because I feel like Nine Inch Nails, I'm a huge, 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 huge Nine Inch Nails fan. I have been for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Trent Reznor is a genius, and so I love the original song. And I do like Johnny Cash's version. I do think there are a lot of things about it that make it more, even more poignant than um, could be expected. Like you, you very well, you sum that up very well. So I don't need to go over that again. But I think that the original song is a bit heavier and a bit less accessible. And I think that's why everybody, like, basically caught on to Johnny Cash's version, which I can't argue with that. That's a point in its favor is that it is, a, you know, you could say maybe it is a better version of the song if that's the case. But I just, I am so, I'm, I'm attached to the original. I'm attached to, I've listened to all of Nine Inch Nails albums countless times. Like, I'm just, it's, it's just because I love them so much that I, or I love Trent Reznor's work so much, I think that I get defensive about it. But, I mean, it's a great version, Jenny Cash's version. I just don't. I get I get upset sometimes when people just outright say, "Oh, like, I think like the implication is they turn like a crappy song into a great song," <laughs> uh, which to me is wrong. If they would have given him credit, which you didn't do this, but a lot of people. I'm I'm talking about the people. You know, all those people. Yeah, they they'll they'll like demean the original because I feel like a lot of people just think Nine Inch Nails is like a a, a joke like Marilyn Manson or something. Oh, uh, that's so, not true. Yeah, that's it's my it's my own insecurities coming out in the as you can tell. No, but I, I get what you're saying. Like and like the Nine Inch Nails Trent Reznor song is not it's not bad at all. Obviously, I don't think it's bad. Um, I think you kind of hit the nail on the head that the to me, like the Johnny Cash version is a little more accessible. And then I think just because of the circumstances, it sort of like, uh, resonates a little more for me. Um, okay. but I've definitely, I've heard it both ways that, you know, a lot of people like the Trent Reznor version a lot and he wrote it. I mean, it's hard to argue with that. Yeah. And he, he wrote a lot of very interesting songs. So you should, anyone out there, go check out Trent Reznor's catalog. Yes. Or, for, for some great joy. And on the same note, another random music suggestion. Um, if you haven't listened to Depeche Mode, you should listen to them too, because in a similar way, the songs sometimes are very sad, but the music is great. The lyrics are great. They do a lot of interesting stuff. And they had a string of albums in the late 80s. Well, most of the 80s and 90s that I think are underappreciated. Oh, absolutely. I think of Depeche Mode as being actually the quintessential sound of the 80s. I'm so happy to hear that. Yeah, I think, well, okay, I'm not not 100% how I feel about this, but if I was going to say what's the most 80s song ever, I would say it's Enjoy the Silence. Really? Yeah. It just feels like that era to me. Yeah, I mean, and he also, I didn't realize this, it was an accidental um, good time to bring it up because another one of the covers that, Johnny Cash did was he did Personal Jesus, right? Uh, I think so, yeah. I think on that same album that Hurt was on. So Johnny Cash, he knew what he was doing. He put together a a good a good mix of songs. That is a fact. So that is our list 
for top five music videos. We know there are a million music videos out there. So if you, you know, disagree with us or you would like to send us your list, go ahead and do that to whiskey sessions, music at gmail.com. Be pimp. Do you have a couple of uh, honorable mentions you'd like to go through? I do one. I'll say right away. Um, you mentioned you had sledgehammer on your list. That's in my honorable mentions. Um, but some that have not been mentioned yet, Jimmy Require, Virtual Insanity. Okay. Um, which I love that the whole concept of that, um, it looks like the floor is moving, but really, you know, the, the house or the room was moving, so he was able to do some cool dance moves. Very interesting video. Um, Shattered Dreams is a video that I used to love when I was a little kid. I, like, made my mom tape it off of VH1 and, <laughs> and let me watch it. Nice. Um, which... For any psychologist out there, go ahead and tell me like what's wrong with me. I don't know why I was obsessed with that video. <laughs> but then another one that came to mind was Somebody's Watching Me from the 80s, too. Do uh, you remember that one? Uh, kind of. I would have to rewatch that again. That's been a long time. It was like a, the dude was like a, a Michael Jackson ripoff. He got, he got made fun of for that. But that song was a one hit wonder, and, and the video was really creepy. It was like he was stalking a woman. Is that, uh, what else you got on your list? I got uh, Hypnotized by Notorious B.I.G. Ooh, that's uh, good one. Which I've always liked because it's just one of those big productions and it was at the height of his powers. Yes. Um, and it, it was a great, it's a great thing to go back and watch if you're feeling forlorn that he was killed way too early. Uh, um, and then the last one is an interesting video called Cry by Godly and Cream. Huh. And this is the where it is people's faces the whole video is just like the same shot of a face but it morphs the whole time into just different people like that's the entire video interesting. Um, it's, a, it's a very slow and sad song and there's all they just i think they just told like a ton of different people to make as many emotional faces as they could uh-huh. like happy sad crying whatever and then they just edited it all together into like a really cool looking beginning to end like one face but it morphs into all these different people it's really cool nice yeah i kind of going back to the notorious pig i i have a lack of like mid 90s uh early 90s or even earlier like hip-hop video on my list i kind of wish i had some more but uh another uh because you just reminded me of it another album mention is only you by 112 it had Notorious B.I.G. and Mace in it, and that was the one where they were in a limo, like, standing out of the moonroof, like, riding down through Times Square. And yeah. it's probably one of the biggest ones I remember from that period that you were talking about. Wait, so what year did that come out? 97. Okay. So, but but Biggie is alive in the video? Yeah. Huh. I think yeah. I didn't register that 112's been around for that long. Yeah, they were, they were, they had that, um... I think they had a few hits after that that came out. Uh, like Peaches and Cream was one of them that I remember. Yeah. But then they had More Money, More Problems that come out just before that, too. It was like right around the same time. I think. Yeah, I was watching that. And I think More Money, More Problems has the Biggie verse in it, but he's not in the video because I think he was deceased at that point. Yeah. Uh, but it has like Mason Puff Daddy floating around. <laughs> In like a fisheye lens. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah. Did you like um, put your hands in my eyes and see Buster Rhymes video? Uh, I... Where he's got that like neon paint on his body and he's doing the, the dance. Yeah, uh, plus I, I think I'm like not remembering 
or not like distinguishing Busta Rhymes videos in my head. Oh, okay. I'd have to go back and visit that catalog and check out Break Your Neck as well. Speaking of like <laughs> fisheye artists from the mid-90s, although this is a newer song than that, I had Missy Elliott work it as an honorable mention. Outcast Hey Ya, I think is a good video. I like the kind of like the Ed Sullivan show style of it. Yeah, that was a cool one. This one's not complicated, but I kind of like the Nirvana Smells Like Teen Spirit video. It's just like in a shitty high school gymnasium and with like kind of like sort of emo cheerleaders going at half speed. It's like it's a weird feel of a video. And then I like Gorillaz. It's hard to pick a Gorillaz video, but I'm going to go with Clint Eastwood. Um, just because it kind of established how that band appears. Yeah, uh, that's a really good choice. As being like a cartoon band. And it's hard to, like, I know it was like a mega fad for a minute, but the Psy Gangnam Style video is pretty good. Oh, yeah. That is an interesting one. Yeah. I like the uh, Speaker Pimp, Six Underground as well. Yes. That's one from back the mid-90s where... That's a memorable one that I think was well shot. No, but definitely this, you know, going through this has forced me to watch some videos over again. And now I have like a million more ideas to go through as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, should we get to our emails? Good topic, Caitlin. Yes, we should do emails. All right. Uh, I think we got two, so let's get to them. These are your emails. You sent us emails to read. Emails! And now we'll read. All right, B-Pimp, what do we got in the old email inbox? Okay, so we have an email uh, reads, uh, Dear Whiskey Sessions, while I appreciate your attempt at ranking comedians, your list was obviously devoid of redheads and prop comments. I may one day be able to get over this injustice, but for now, shame on you. And this comes sincerely from Tarot Pop, uh, which... If I'm not mistaken, would be carrot top with the first letters reversed. Oh, that's good decoding. I think we might have a famous, quote-unquote famous listener who's a little upset that we didn't include him in the comedian list. Yeah, that's, um, yeah, I haven't heard a whole lot of carrot top in recent years. I just remember, like, a series of pictures where he kept getting, like, more and more tan and buff. And it was just, like, really weird. He was the orange clown before the orange clown was president. Yes. He should run for it. Uh, It looks like the email I've got is in a really similar vein. Hey dudes, great episode on the best stand-ups, but no mention of Dane Cook or Carlos Mencia in your top five. I didn't know this was a list of top five stuck-up stand-ups. And that's from Arvin from Little Rock, Arkansas. What do you think about Dane Cook? Who do you like better, Dane Cook or Carlos Mencia? I'm not going to make a choice between those two. Well, I think the implication of our episode from a couple of weeks ago was that, of course, they're the top two. We don't even need to mention them, right? Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we started at three, but we just called it one so that it was easier. Yeah, it's like when you're ranking basketball players, you're like, yeah, Michael Jordan's number one. Duh. Let's just, like, get past that. It's like, yeah, Michael Jordan's number one, Sean Kemp's number two, Gary Payton's number three, Alice Trump's number four, Irvin Johnson's number five. We don't need to go through all those. Oh, this is very obvious. Hersey Hawkins, number six. Right after Irvin Johnson. Yeah. (laughs) 
No, that uh, that's a fact. Um, so if you would like to send us an email, we would certainly read it on air, and we want to get your emails. Um, again, you can send it to whiskeysessionsmusic at gmail.com or hit us up on our Twitter feed. That's at Whiskey Sessions. So we're going to close up the old email inbox and sign off for this episode. Thank you. Before, before we before we sign off, I have to tell um, Jared that yes. if you're going to email us in the future, feel free to just use your real name. We're not embarrassed. No, of course um, if not. You're going to use, if you're going to use an alter ego, don't do tarot top because that's not a thing. Like You can't have those two things combined. There's nobody who's policing the tarot card industry. Right. So, there should be, but there isn't. <laughs> think about that before you email us again. And then now we can sign off. All right. Um, thank you so much for tuning in. We are signing off for the episode, and we will catch it in a couple of weeks. We're going to keep working to get these audio kinks working. Or I guess we don't want the audio kinks working. We want the audio kinks out of the system. Um, no, we want, we want to refine them as much as possible. Yes. To keep them. Yes. We keep the kinks, but send them through finishing school. The bat, the whiskey sessions, the best version of audio kinks you can find. Yes, that that's gonna be our slogan from now on. All right, signing off. This is A Mets. And beat them. Peace out. Work to your mom. <laughs>